Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. Hello, my friend. I'm super excited for you to jump into today's episode. I have the amazing Sean Wells here with me. Sean is one of my good friends and member of my soul fam here in Texas. And I am excited because he shares so much value and gold and motivation in this episode. Sean is the world's leading nutritional biochemist and expert on health optimization. He's formulated over 500 supplements, food, beverages, and patented 10 novel ingredients and is now known as the ingredientologist, the scientist of ingredients. Formerly a chief clinical dietitian with over a decade of clinical experience, Sean has counseled thousands of people on innovative health solutions such as keto, paleo, fasting, and supplements. He's also personally overcome various health issues, including Epstein-Barr virus, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, depression, insomnia, obesity, and a pituitary tumor. As a world-renowned thought leader on mitochondrial health, Sean has been paid to speak at five, on, on five different continents. His insights have been primarily featured in documentaries, nationally syndicated radio programs, and regularly on morning television. Sean's expertise can help any health-conscious individual to better manage stress and experience higher performance, more and more energy through utilizing his practical research-backed solutions. And in this episode, we dive into a lot of this stuff. And Sean also shares so many things from from biohacking to plant medicine to his book that is now coming out. It's probably out when you're listening to this. His book called The Energy Formula, which dives into all of this stuff so much more, where he shares six life-changing ingredients to unleash your limitless potential. And I'm so excited for you to hear more about that and to grab his book. So I'm going to welcome Sean onto the show. And I'm going to remind you beforehand to check out the show notes so that you know where to grab Sean's book and also so that you know where to connect with him online as well. So without further ado, let's welcome Sean onto the show. Welcome to the show, Sean. I am so excited to have you here and I can't wait to hear everything that you are going to share with us today. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me on, Stephanie. I'm a huge fan of yours. <laughs> I'm really pumped to get into your book too. And I know that that's coming out very soon, which we will talk a lot about in this episode. But first, I want to hear more about your story and, and have you share that with the audience, those who are listening, of what led you on the path to doing what you're doing now and, and getting into the biohacking and the, the work that you are doing to support others in optimal health and wellness. Oh, yeah. And, and everyone that's like super passionate about what they do, that's like kind of at the, 
the top of their game. There's always like a why behind it. Mm -hmm. And it's the same for me. I have a lot of mental and physical health issues in my, in my past, some I still deal with, but that gave me my, my purpose, my passion. Um, I grew up uh, morbidly obese, uh, bullied at school, chaotic household. Um, you know, a lot of that stuff I was dealing with and definitely led into like disordered eating and body dysmorphia. I certainly was never getting the girl in school and, and was last picked to play the sports. And so I had very low self-esteem, um, got into uh, a good college and uh, started working out a little bit and reading the muscle magazines and using some supplements, creatine, protein, all those things. Started seeing some transformation. Uh, I was by no means ripped and jacked, but I was I was feeling better about myself than people were noticing. And I went to a doctor in between my sophomore and junior year, and uh, I was like telling him like how I'm really getting into like supplements. And like I was spending like four hours in GNC just reading labels and wow. you know reading all the magazines, and I was just getting super into it. And I was like, well, what do you think about all this stuff? And he ended up like turning around and like grabbing a piece of paper and drawing a lifeline between 20 and 80 and said, why not be happy between here and here? And I was like, whoa, like this guy, like he's just my doctor just gave me like real life advice and gave me permission to go pursue a dream that I didn't even know I had because I was just talking so excited about it, about this supplement does that and this supplement works this way. And I honestly thought the doctor was gonna blow me off because you know a lot of doctors at that time weren't exactly progressive. Mm. But instead, like he did something that completely wasn't his responsibility to do. And I would not be here today in the position I'm in as the world's greatest formulator as a biochemist I was just pursuing a business degree because that's what everyone else told me in my life to do. Be smart, go get a job so you can have a wife and kid and, you know, work for some Anderson consulting and make a hundred grand a year. And that's what I thought I was supposed to do, but he gave me permission to go pursue this. And I ended up finishing up my business degree. Uh, this is at Babson College Business Specialty School, but I knew I had about two years, like about 26 credit hours a semester, if I was going to like put it all in of all these sciences I would need to get to get into my dream school of Chapel Hill. Mm. And literally it was like the opposite end of the spectrum. I walk into UNC Greensboro, I was trying to get in state status so I could get into Chapel Hill, get all these prereqs done for two straight years. And this guidance counselor, like when I told him about my dream of being a formulator and doing all this stuff, he laughed at me. He's just, he's like, you're a business student. You'll fail and you'll fail miserably. And you're not even in that good of shape. And it's like, it's so potent to me that like, I had one guy like literally make my life path. And then this other guy, I felt like took it away. And that night I almost killed myself. Wow. Uh, yeah, I almost like ended my life on alcohol and pills because I felt like the dream I was working on for years and my purpose that I had discovered and was so excited about, like someone like, pretty much tried to take away. And luckily I did not kill myself. I gained resolve. I thought of that guy in an unhealthy way on a daily basis. <laughs> and uh, when people were like, let's go out and party, let's go do this, let's go do that. I was like, nah, I'm on my grind. 
And I thought of that dude every day and I got straight A's, got into Chapel Hill. Um, but I, there's more like, so like when I was at Chapel Hill, I was, I was probably, you know, driving about 70 plus hours a week with all my master's classes. I was working full time. I was helping supplement companies with their marketing. And then I ended up getting uh, Epstein-Barr virus, Hashimoto's, fibromyalgia, chronic wow. fatigue syndrome. And I was like literally in bed for six months in pain and inflamed. I, again, thought about killing myself often, like wow. almost on a when daily basis, uh, about 20 years ago. Wow. And so uh, I thought I wasn't going to be able to finish up my master's. I thought I'd never be able to work in a real job like that. I didn't even know if I could get out of bed for more than an hour a day. And uh, that's when I stumbled into the ketogenic diet and all kinds of immune supplements. And I shifted from kind of like aesthetic and sports nutrition in my life being the interest because I had disordered eating and body dysmorphia. Mm -hmm. So that was important. But then when immune stuff hit, then it was all about like immunity and longevity. And I did, I did the ketogenic diet and these supplements really turned things around. I ended up getting back to class and finishing up. Uh, but that became a huge focus. Worked clinically for about 10 years in nursing homes and hospitals. That made a huge impression on me. That's frustrating because of what we do with these patients. Like I was having to put diabetics on carbs all day long. I was having to put people with cardiovascular disease on very low fat diets, put people on low quality protein, couldn't prescribe them supplements that I know would help them with their muscle loss or wounds. And so all this stuff was so frustrating. It's called standard of care that like, you have to follow by law. And uh, eventually I gave up on that, got a full-time job as a formulator, um, you know, working at my first dream job as Diamondized in Dallas. Um, but again, they hired me because they wanted to sell the company in three years or less to a big company. Mm. Um, so I was working 80 plus hours a week Whoa. as an executive and uh, I got a brain tumor. Whoa. <laughs> and so now coming from nursing home, seeing Parkinson's, Alzheimer's and again, getting my own brain tumor, like now my like, focus became like brain health and and speaking out on, on depression and mental health issues because I was, I've fought depression a lot in my life and fought that disordered eating and body dysmorphia. There's points when I was anorexic and with like I went from 300 pounds to 150 pounds. I'm 6'2". Whoa. I'm a fairly big dude. So for like 150, like I looked emaciated and I was like weighing myself after I peed to see if I weighed less. You know, I was like Whoa. obsessed. Yeah. And so like it's been a crazy journey like health wise and my supplements and and my interests have kind of like connected to like each health concern. But the biggest, like, if you see the biggest through line is, is like all this biohacking and supplementation and, and nutrition that I learned, it was amazing. It kept me alive. Yeah. I was pushing so hard the whole time, though, not realizing that I was never healthy mentally. I was always seeking Got achievements. It. And I always want, like, I, I believe that happy, sexy, successful were achievements that I would get to. And when I got those achievements, when I got to that level, people would say, we see you, we love you. And then I'd love myself. Wow. But it never happens. And it wasn't until 
about a year and a half ago when I got into plant medicine and I've journeyed probably 25 times <laughs> since and it's changed my life that like my first journey I felt like and I was in a cuddle puddle for the first time <laughs> really that and I was like wow like like I can just give love and be love and and it's all this stuff that I want is a state of being mm-hmm. happy successful um you know uh wealthy, like whatever, all these are states of being sexy. Mm-hmm. They're, they're states of being They're They're not achievements. Like you're not sexy when you get to the certain weight, you're not, you're not uh, wealthy when you are successful, when you get to this certain amount of money. Yeah. Like those are, they're just states of being. So I was like, I've been foregoing, like I've been heads down, hoping I'd get somewhere and then finally love myself when I get down the road, but I'd keep leveling up and leveling up and leveling up and leveling. I would get on, you know, big radio show, then a big podcast, then a big TV show, then a documentary, then a huge stages. And, you know, and it's like, and it, at no point did I ever feel like now I've made it. Yeah. It's like the, it's the big lie. I you know? love so, that you brought that yeah. up. I love that you brought that up because so many people <laughs> feel like that, that, oh, when I get here, then I've made it, you know? I love hearing like more of your story. I think it's so cool that, I mean, I I can't believe all of the things that you've been through (laughs) in all these different facets, but it's really interesting to see that you've been on this journey of like healing yourself essentially and, and supporting yourself in all these different ways from the, the, the fitness realm to the the brain health, to all, all the different things. And now it's a plant medicine. And I, I can only imagine how freaking epic your book is <laughs> with all of this um, combined knowledge over the years that you've had. What is like, what are some of the most, I don't know, a couple of the most powerful things, I suppose, that you've learned through this whole journey of discovery and, and uh, bringing yourself back to optimal health and, and happiness? Yeah. Well, the big one is that I thought all my biohacking science, keto, paleo, you know, fasting, all this like uh, uh, functional medicine stuff I was doing, like made me healthy. I was working out five, six times a week. I was doing all the things, but the whole time I've been pushing and pushing and driving and grinding and heads down and hoping to get somewhere, like I said, and, and now I realize that those things were just keeping me alive. I probably would be dead by now. Like wow. the way I've been pushing so hard most of my life. I mean, I'm proud of all my accomplishments and things I've done, but I think I really should be dead from what I've done to my body and how much I hated my body. When I was, you know, definitely dysmorphic, like I would have like dreams of like, cutting fat out of my body with a knife, you know, it's just like, I've literally like loathed my body, always felt like my body is betraying me. And when I got into this plant medicine space, that was the first time, like I felt my nervous system fully relaxed. I don't even know if I was ever getting into like parasympathetic nervous system states, like, which is like the rest and digest and relax and recover kind of state in the nervous system. I think I was always like, sympathetic which is like fight flight or freeze Mm. like or ultra sympathetic (laughs) it was like i had like levels of that but i don't think i was ever just like taking down the vigilance and just relaxing into my body being present 
and giving and receiving love fully. And all this stuff may sound woo to some people, not on this channel, I guess. <laughs> not but, on this podcast. <laughs> but, um, but for me, that was such a, a game changer. And then another epiphany I had when I, in my first plant medicine uh, experience was that I don't have to go heads down and keep going linearly because that's what I'm supposed to do because all my accomplishments have led to this. So I just need to keep pushing. Mm -hmm. I was like, I can take left and right. So I can do whatever I want. I can just, if this thing lights me up now, I can go a completely different direction. Like I don't mm -hmm. have to just keep going forward because everyone tells me to, because it's what you're supposed to do. And it was so freeing to feel that love and know that it comes internally. That's the other thing, like, like I was saying, like I was like looking for external validation. Yeah. Spent my whole life looking for that external love so that I'd have it for myself. And then I realized like, if I just grant myself grace and if I do love myself, then I can love others and they'll love me. And you know, it's like the whole projection thing, like where it's kind of the dance of projections of like mm -hmm. your love. And you know, you always hear hurt people, hurt people, but loving people, love people. Yeah. yeah. And for me to just get in that space, especially the plant medicine space, where I think there's true intimacy because you see people vulnerably, they see you fully and vulnerably. And those relationships, like in just one day, feel deeper than like some of my lifetime quote unquote friends mm -hmm. because they've never seen me. I've never seen them in that way. And so like, I instantly got my soul fam uh, yeah. with you and, and yeah. Austin. And I feel so close to like the, the click that we have down there. And it's, and it's changed my life that I feel supported with people that don't think it's weird that I'm doing drugs and don't <laughs> think it's weird that I'm, you know, looking for growth and challenging myself and, and around people that are, that are loving and talk about self-love and, mm -hmm. and explore and, and are creative and, it's just been so fun. That's so awesome. When did you start getting into plant medicine? And what did you do specifically uh, when you started? Or how has your journey been with that? Um, for those listening to the podcast, I do talk about plant medicine and psychedelics from time to time, sharing my journey. And uh, yeah, I would love to hear more about like when, when that started for you. Was it ayahuasca the first time you did it? Like, what did that look like? It was a psilocybin journey. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so that, I think that's, if I was to give advice to people on like where to start, I feel like that's where to start. I always one say thing, that too. <laughs> one thing I worry about with like the ayahuasca's, bufos, DMT, whatever, like and the boga and all these different things like that might be a little bit more uh, extreme, might be the word. I think there's one issue in my realm with a lot of wounded entrepreneurs and biohackers. I'm very well known for, I've started several businesses. I, I have intellectual property. I, have, uh, I work with a lot of investors and in many masterminds. I'm also in the biohacking realm. And all of those things tend to be ultra masculinized. And um, there's, that, there's that energy to sacrifice and grind and so it's very easy to me to take someone from those realms and say go do ayahuasca and like the more extreme it is if they're you know puking and shitting themselves and like 
you know, whatever. It's like three ayahuasca trips in like one weekend. They're like, yeah, you know, but to me, a lot of this is about, and those things are amazing. Like I'm doing ayahuasca in June. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's bad, but I think it's good to get your nervous system into like more of this self-love space first and kind of a gentler approach and then look at those things. Mm -hmm. It's just how, for me, that makes sense. I think if you're maybe like, if you're you, then maybe it's great to just go right into ayahuasca. But I think for some people, they might take extreme approaches because they're always working on extremes. Like they're mm -hmm. type A, they're pushing, you know? Yeah. And it's so nice to just feel your body relax, to feel self-love, to feel creative and in a flow state mm -hmm. instead of just busy and grinding and pushing and self-hating like it's just when you're in that space it's just it literally resets you like your brain's more neuroplastic you know you're creating new folds in your brain saying like yes this is what it's supposed to feel like this is how i love myself this is what yeah. like you know being in a cuddle puddle feels like wait i can just give up and get love freely it's just it's this awesome like i love music i forgot i love music <laughs> I need to listen to music more. I need to take more time for myself. I need to meditate and have gratitude. It's like your whole world just shifts like when you're in that space. So mm -hmm. it's just a gentler, kinder space, I believe, to be in. And I really like doing MDA with the psilocybin and then the following day uh, doing the Wachuma San Pedro to yeah. like ground and get in your body and kind of, again, like really get into parasympathetic so that you can just truly relax and lean into the experience. Mm. Now for you, I'm sure, have you, did you do a lot of research on these things before you started? I, mean, I can only imagine you probably did. <laughs> like yeah, what it does the, to your body and your brain, mm -hmm. like before you went into the experience? I have since, and I'm, and I'm working with, uh, with Cole in particular. We're going to create some stacks in uh like what you do like pre peri post journey what you might do with uh micro dosing all that kind of stuff i'm thinking about what diet looks like what supplements would look like maybe what biologics and peptides could stack well with it nice. i talked to dr daniel stickler about this and uh dr steve young and and some other people so i'm working on these ideas right now mm -hmm. but honestly the first time i went into it um you know, I got some advice from a very close friend uh, that we both have in common that just told me, like, this will be a game changer for you. And I really trust this guy so, so much. And uh, he has such a beautiful soul. And um, I just wanted to do it because he told me to do it. And I had already heard, like, you know, Tim Ferriss and Dave Asprey mm -hmm. and you know, Penn Greenfield and uh, all these people, Luke Story, like all these people that are kind of in my biohacking space that was a little bit more hardcore with devices and, you know, all the things. Talk about plant medicine in such a way. I was like, it really opened my mind to it. Um, so I kind of went in blind, actually. Wow. And that was like, it sounds like that was kind of like the missing link in a way for you with this equation of like really feeling more connected to yourself and to other people in addition to, you know, being healthy and everything. Oh, 
hundred percent. It's been so massive. And when you combine like really good facilitating, um, you know, Tom Cole like helped me a lot with the, the processing of this stuff. And then I've also worked with Keith and Michelle on the on the processing of this stuff. Um, Keith and Michelle Norris and Tom Cole Witty, they've helped me understand what I'm going through. Uh, and then I've also worked with a Byron Katie style therapist. Uh, that's that was massive for me. Uh, you can look up Byron Katie at thework.com, but it's it's like her style of therapy is uh, you do what's called a judge thy neighbor um, uh, protocol, like where you spend about three hours working on this, and like the first hour you break down a traumatic event, you say everything that you've wanted to say, all the stories and projections you have. And then you flip that on its head the next hour and you say, do you know that to be true? And like, it's really like pulling off the charge off a lot of these things. And you get to see the, the story from the other person's perspective. And for so many of my traumatic events, it was so helpful to reshape and decharge those events. Um, and then I've been working with like masterminds and my mentors and mm -hmm. all these people during this time. I've been like seeking these people out now that I'm in a growth space. I've cared less about like, how do I get in the room so I can be on TV? And how do I get in this room so I can get this next job? Like I was like, how do I get in the room with this guy who's like the spiritual person? <laughs> so like, I've been like seeking that out. And like, as I've been growing and especially growing in self-love, like all these opportunities are just coming at me left and right. And I'm like, I spent so much of my life, like scraping and crawling and mm -hmm. sacrificing. And you know, you're the Gary V's of the world tell you, you need to grind your way yeah. out. But, you know, grinding is like heat and smoke and it's pieces like breaking power. off. That's totally. And like, and you never have room for creative and manifestation space, like for things to come in because mm -hmm. your head's down. Like, I feel like we're in the right place, right time, all the time, literally yeah. all the time, but we're never heads up. And when you're finally heads up, when you're, when you're truly thriving, like that's when you can like see people. That's when you can connect more. That's when... The ideas happen. You see that guy is hurting and you talk to him or you see this person over here like has something in common with you and you feel called to, you know, have a conversation. But most of the time you're just waiting for that right place, right time to come along and you're too busy grinding to ever see it. Yeah, it's really all about being present and feeling good, feeling grateful, feeling abundant and that self-love and that's the energy that you attract more of because you're embodying it and you see it and i like that you mentioned um how people were helping you after the plant medicine stuff because that's a huge huge piece of integrating is the most important part integration and like how are you going to bring all of the lessons and the things that you realized in those experiences back to normal life and be able to live in this new energy exactly yeah I Definitely, I mean, people talk about set and setting being critical. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely your mindset going in, the intention to set, and then the setting, like, I've seen that so much that, like, when you feel safe, when you don't feel judged, when you, like, love the people that are there, and 
and you're taken care of. You don't have to worry about getting you know, water or blankets or electrolytes or any of that stuff. You can truly lean in. So that's part of it. But I agree with you, the most important part. And uh, and so for those reasons, I wouldn't just do this alone. Like yeah. for me, I, I'm 25 times in. I always do it with experienced facilitators. Uh, but you're so right. Like that's the biggest piece is like how you integrate it into your life, how you make the change. Like, cool, you saw it. You saw this incredible experience. It's like going to a movie, but better. And like, what are you going to do with that now? And like, because a lot of times we go back into situations that may not be healthy or situations that were fostering that mentality. So what are you going to do about that now? Mm-hmm. Now that you've seen that, are you going to change your, your day-to-day environment to foster this new, better life that you want? Mm-hmm. Amen to that. And that's that's where it's at. So tell, tell us a little bit about more about your book that you have coming out, The Energy Formula, how it's basically comprised of a lot of all of your learnings and, and wisdom over the years with all of this. Yeah, the cool thing is like speaking to like how much I've shifted over the last year and a half, I've rewrote it three times wow. because, I, because I was shifting so much and it created so much more work. It got pushed back about a whole year. Wow. Uh, because like, especially during COVID, I'm like, wait, I really want this to like reflect something deeper. Like so much of it was about all the biohacks and all those things, which I love, but I didn't have enough of this through line of resilience and self-love. And, um, and so now all of that's there as, as a solid foundation that I discussed in the book. And then all the, all the biohacks are kind of, uh, built on that foundation, like their optimizations. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's an acronym, energy formula for uh, experiment. So bioindividuality, looking at functional medicine, looking at your epigenetics, blood work, etc. What that looks like for you and only you, and how to understand that. Mm. Uh, not it's not one size fits all. We need to get away from that. Uh, nutrition. Uh, so the second letter in, in energy. So the and N. that covers, yeah, that covers, um, you know, keto, paleo, uh, Mediterranean, carnivore, vegan, how to execute on all those and what those look like. Wow. And again, it's individual. Um, and then exercise is the E in energy. And I go into high intensity interval training uh, versus low intensity steady state, how it's so much better and get into exercise hacks like blood flow restriction training, intraset stretching. There's all kinds of cool data and like, so you can get more out of your exercise. Mm-hmm. Uh, then into routines, uh, where I get into circadian rhythm, the sleep-wake cycle, how to eat, how to sleep with that. Uh, the data shows that you should be only eating during the daylight window for your circadian rhythm. We should be avoiding blue light at night. We should be getting blue light in the morning. Mm. get into all those things and like having a proper morning routine which has changed my life and is a huge uh huge factor in my in my day-to-day joy is just owning your day right at the beginning and then sleep hygiene at night what that looks like going to bed at the same time consistently not having what's called social jet lag where you stay up super late on the weekends and it Mm. affects your circadian rhythm uh, negatively and then building that sleep fortress like where you're 
your whole bedroom is built around the idea of sleep and relaxation. Mm. You don't you don't have arguments in your bedroom. You don't have TVs in your bedroom. You don't have anything but the things that help put you into a more relaxed state. And then um, going into growth, which is G, I get into stoic mentality, uh, nootropic um, supplements and medications, um, and then extended fasting. Mm. And then the last chapter is your tribe, and it's all about connection and purpose and kind of the more woo side of things, but there's great science to it. The greatest study of all time is the Harvard study that's about 80 years running, many generations in, thousands and thousands of people have been tracked, the number one factor in longevity, and they've looked at blood work, socioeconomic status, geographic location, they've looked at every factor possible, and the number one determinant of longevity is quality of relationship. Wow. Yeah. So. That's like, the, there's amazing science there. And then I discuss in that chapter, the last chapter about blue zones in particular, where these people are super centenarians in these seven places in the world, like meaning they live past a hundred and why that oh, wow. is. And it's because they have purpose. It's because they have a why and because they have connection and community. In all these cultures, that's the commonality that they don't just retire. When you yeah. retire, you die. Like you literally just atrophy when you no longer have purpose. Mm. And then you also sometimes when you retire, lose the connections, especially males, like lose oh, the yeah, connections. Yeah. You know, women are a lot better at like keeping relationships and having connection better than men. Mm-hmm. And that's why like when I worked in nursing homes, you know, you'd see nine out of 10 of the people in the nursing homes were women. Like, men just don't make it. I mean, maybe because of stress, like it was more in the last generation. I think it's become more even now. Uh, but they don't, they retire and they don't maintain enough purpose and they don't maintain community. I think those are huge factors. Yeah. That the, the, the tribe piece is definitely huge. I'm so grateful for the soul family that we have. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Game changer. It has been a game changer for me too. Like more than anything on my journey has been the people in my life. I always say like, the thing that the, my favorite thing I've manifested are my soul family and <laughs> the connections. Mm. So, yeah, so many beautiful people. Like, it, you feel what's weird is like, I like now enter back into my other relationships and I feel like they're a lot more superficial. They're not bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, people I play volleyball with, people I work with, and it's just like sometimes I just want to like, hug them and go deep but it's like it just they're just not there and mm-hmm. you know like sometimes i have those conversations and and we do end up going deep and that's helped but like man when you're with a when you're with a, like a great soul fam like that can just that you can hug that you can go deep any second like any second like you're you're working through something you're like hey can i pull you aside like everyone in the soul fam would be like yes mm-hmm. yeah you know that's so amazing I, I just love that you can rely on these people and that they've seen you like on, like I was saying on that intimate level, they've really seen you and they're not afraid. They're there for it. Yeah. And fully will say that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Wow. I love everything that you are going into in the book. It sounds so, um, so like comprehensive in so many ways where it's like, 
doesn't it's not a one size fits all like you said and it and it shares so much between the exercise nutrition the personal growth in a way the community i am really excited for people to check it out i can't wait to check it out too so for those of you listening it's the energy formula and when is it um coming out Uh, it'll probably be out when this is out Uh, it comes out april 1st cool um so it's available for 99 cents i'll have it through april at that extremely low price for a 400 a 400 page book that's full color wow. 60 full color diagrams what uh over 100 scientific citations every chapter has a formulators corner that goes into the supplements that i talked about for brands doses uh, stacks that go with each one of those chapters and I do resource hacks that have all the devices and apps and tips and techniques for each one of those chapters. I have surveys in there to assess your progress. I have chapter summaries. If you're not much of a reader and you just want pictures and bullets, I've got all that stuff too. And then you also get, if you go to energyformula.com, you get a fasting for energy guide that's 25 pages just on how you do fasting and the different fasting types. Wow. And then I have a hidden chapter on natural ancestral movement, like how to do your crawling, how to do the air squats through the day, how to get more natural movement in, doing what's called exercise snacks, like mm-hmm. that you do movement every hour instead of like being sedentary all day and maybe going to the gym. Because uh, they've shown that it takes about 45 minutes to undo the eight hours of sitting. Oh, wow. So, so finding ways to kind of just move throughout the day, especially move ancestrally, like with things like crawling Mm. are going to be amazing. So I have to have a hidden chapter on that and all that stuff just comes with it for 99 cents at energyformula.com. And then if you want the hardcover, I do have that available. That's 39.99, but it cost me 39.80 to make it. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally full color front to back with tons of pictures and diagrams and all that stuff. And uh, I do have an audible coming out in like a month or two. And that was me reading it. I was just going to ask that. (laughs) By the way, six months ago, I read it in LA and, uh, and I gave it like a B plus. And again, like I rewrote a lot of it to be more in this blue side. (laughs) So uh, I ended up re-recording it about a month and a half ago. So uh, at a lot of cost to myself, but again, I just, I wanted it to be fully me where I'm at. Now I feel like it's an A plus. I'm super proud of it. Like there's a powerful through line and, and kind of intersection of like science and woo in there of like, I, like it. I think it's, I think it's perfect. Like, so I'm really excited about it. That's awesome. It, it sounds like, especially for even for people who are, especially for people who are just getting into this kind of stuff and, and don't even know where to start with like supplementation or these little, these little hacks for these different areas. Uh, it sounds like it includes a ton of information and different ways to go about it. where in an easy to digest and understand way, which is awesome. extremely, yeah. I wanted it to be not, I mean, Dave Asprey and Ben Greenfield are, are good friends. Uh, but I wanted it to be more accessible than some of their stuff. That's, you know, either, you know, a thousand pages or it's like enemas and peptides and injections and all that stuff. Cool. But like, I wanted this to be very accessible uh, and very able for you or your mom or anyone to do. And like, 
there's literally like hundreds of hacks in here that like you can just pick up and start applying to your life right away. Almost all the stuff in there is free. It's very simple to do. Like, you know, doing like the morning routine with like, for me, like five to 10 minutes. It's like, I do box breathing. First thing when I wake up, I do um, uh, gratitude, then affirmations. Then I get out of bed and do some light stretching, grab a glass of water. All that's like 10 minutes. And I feel like I'm way ahead of my day. Like Once I do my my gratitude and affirmations, it's so powerful. Like, mm. If anyone talked to you like you talked to you, you wouldn't be their friend. So I'm learning to evolve that uh, inner critic voice to the inner champion. Yeah. And I my like voice is so powerful to change my own attitude and my own life path. Yeah. So do you do the gratitude and affirmations out loud? Yes. I preach 100%. about that too. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very loud. Yeah. I like doing I, it in the I, mirror too. Yes. 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 Yeah. The more like you can kind of anchor that, like, I trust you. I love you. Like kind of NLP style, like mm -hmm. by looking at yourself, hearing yourself, it just gets more and more powerful for sure. Like I, I love that so much and I have so much to be grateful for. I think people think like life sucks. Like so much of like the time we're reframing negatively again, that inner critic, like we're, it's, we're also saying that sucks. It figures, of course, it's going to be like this. I, I'm going to fail. I'm stupid. Like we're reframing negatively. We're not even seeing things truthfully, but like when you get like in a really good place, you're reframing positively. Like the universe is working for me. Everything's coming together. This is just an opportunity. This is a lesson. Like, oh, you know, I'm going to keep moving forward and like taking that lesson and just going to go to the next level with that. Like, mm. yeah, it's, it's just, that's, that's the reframing mentality. And so actually with morning routines and reframing, those are the two things that Tim Ferriss found with his tools of Titans that all the successful people that he interviewed had in common. The two wow. big things was that, uh, experimenting, reframing mentality, like where I, I grant myself grace to go explore, you know, and not necessarily fail, but like I win or I learn, mm -hmm. you know? And so essentially you win or you win. That's why they're always winning. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing is that dialed morning routine where like you start the day, like you own your day instead of your day owning you just that 10 minutes. Like I said, I mean, yeah, you can add in exercise and red lights and, yeah. you know, all the other things, but it doesn't have to be like an hour long thing, but it can be 10 minutes. Like it's so simple to do what I said and, and tell me that doesn't transform your day to just do some breathing and not just buy into the, the cortisol and epinephrine and like, ah, I need to get up and I need a donut and blah, 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 and coffee. And I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. Like just relax into it. Give yourself 10 minutes to just breathe, say all the things you're grateful for, tell yourself why you're amazing, do some light stretching, get in your body, hydrate your body, and then like do all the things you need to do. Yeah. That's a great, one of the greatest gifts we can give ourselves starting our day like that well thank you so much sean for sharing all of this i feel like you went into so much gold i'm so excited for everyone including myself to check out your book and yes. i appreciate you so much is there any I last words 
Is there any last words you'd like to share or where can people also find you and connect with you online um, if you want to let them know? Yeah. Um, well, the last words I would share is one, grant yourself grace. That was the game changer for me as I was so tough on myself for almost my whole life. So just find some grace for yourself. Think about how you'd talk to the five-year-old you. What would you say? Like, would you still like be so harsh if it was a child in front of you, if it was your daughter or son in front of you, if it was the little version of you, would you be so harsh? Probably not. You would probably encourage them and Tell them to explore and have an open mind and good things can happen. So I think that's important to shift that. And like we talked about, to find your soul fam. You're the product of the five people closest to you. So choose them intentionally. Don't let them just be random people. You know, find those people that inspire you, that can mentor you. But obviously it's important that you give back to them, that you mentor them in the things that you're strong at that you provide value to them in the, in the skills that you have. Because it's give and take, and that's super important. So I think those are like some of the most important things. Finding your why is huge. I love Simon Sinek's book, Start With Your Why. I go into some of that in my book. Um, so those are like literally like foundational pieces before you get into all the stuff I talk about in the book with like cold plunges and hot saunas and red lights and you know, keto and extended fasting and how extended fasting works for women. And, uh, you know, there's just tons of, like I said, intraset stretching and high intensity interval training, all that stuff. There's tons of stuff in the book of like all the tech, all the supplements you should be taking. Um, all that stuff's cool, but I feel like those are, those are foundational at first. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then, so finding me, uh, seanwells.com, S-H-A-W-N-W-E-L-L-S. I have lots of like cited scientific guides on like supplement stacks for immunity, for keto, for fasting, like um, the best mushroom supplements and all oh, like uh, anti-nutrients, what those look like, like lectins and oxalates and all that stuff, gluten. So I go through all that cool stuff. I have a newsletter that goes out every week there. And then uh, I'm on Instagram at Sean Wells, S-H-A-W-N again. Um, and I'm on Clubhouse at Biohacking. Nice. And I've been enjoying Clubhouse. That's been amazing. So I'm doing probably a show on average a day there. Wow, that's so awesome. Check me out there. Yeah. Sweet. And then, of course, energyformula.com. That's yeah. the most important one right now. Go there. Lots of places. And I'll, I'll also be leaving these links in the show notes for those of you listening so that you can check out Sean and connect with him and wherever you want to connect with him. And yeah, just thank you so much again, Sean. This was amazing. Wow. I appreciate you. I can't wait to see you soon. And this was awesome. Thank you, Stephanie. And I can't wait to see you as well. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day.